0: Uh, Hello once again everyone. Uh, This is part two of three uh, this evening um, of the, it's day two actually, of the fundraiser. It's been live since yesterday, uh, the Negro League Museum Art Fundraiser. We've got another talented artist involved in the project on. Uh, We'll be talking to him just shortly. Uh, I'm John McKellar, one half of Ball Caps and Bagpipes.
1: And I'm Jason Durr, former league president and Baseball Scotland Hall of Famer. I'm also the owner of The Classics
0: which, of course, is where you can get your £5 or $6.50 raffle tickets. Uh, do you want to quickly go No, no, no. Uh, to raffles?
1: Let him talk about him. Like I said, like, I, I spent enough time on social media promoting the damn thing. Uh, I don't want to talk about it right now. All right, let's get to it, man. Uh, we have Steve Collier on the show. Steve,
0: welcome. Hey, how you doing? It's great to speak with you, man. It's a pleasure to meet you. Um, yeah. We always like to start our interviews off with the same question, and that's just uh, look at your baseball background growing up. Um, baseball did you... Background. Yeah. Did you play growing up? Uh, if so, to what level, and uh, you know what positions did you play? And also, do you follow a particular club? Oh yeah,
2: I uh, I played pretty much my whole life. I uh, grew up and obviously in Cincinnati here. I went to Princeton, played in high school, uh, played shortstop infield. I was a pitcher. Uh, then I went off to college, played a year in college, and to this day I still play. I play in a like a thirty and up league uh, and. <laughs> It's a beer league, but it's it's fun. Play with the guys, and uh, you know I still pitch, and uh, I actually also play vintage baseball, um, which I don't know if you guys are familiar with. They uh, they play 1869 rules with no glove, mm-hmm. and uh, it's that's pretty uh, pretty wild and intense. So, yeah, I've been I've been playing my whole life. I love it. It's one of one of my passions. Cool. So oh, they should, to uh, also coach that. varsity baseball too. <laughs> I forgot.
0: <laughs> so so I was a uh, Sorry, uh, So, you mentioned uh, beer league baseball. Uh, now, a guy we spoke to recently on our podcast, Graeme Nelson, uh, kind of got involved with baseball originally through beer league in Australia. Um, beer yeah. league is not something I'm familiar with. You want to, for uh, folks over here who might not know what that means,
2: uh, explain uh, beer league baseball. Uh, it's pretty much you, we all go out, enjoy, have a good time, you know, have a game and then afterwards you we know, drink beer (laughs)
1: that's (laughs) all it is no you know. so actually the question (laughs) about that is i want to know do you play metal bats or wooden bats uh they're metal i mean i'm sorry they're wood bats it's a wood bat league that's that's all matters like i said yeah as long as you play the wood bats yeah it was it was
2: crazy you know i I didn't play like you know i played in college a little bit and then i stopped and then once i turned 30 i had a a coach of mine he's like do you want to play in a 30 and up league and i was like yeah, let's let's go let's try it out you know they, they threw me on the mound I was like I haven't pitched in forever and they're like we mm, they don't care just throw a strike so that's what you do just you know just be thankful to be able to play and not get hurt
1: so do you, do you have a favorite bat you like to do because there was is, this is one thing we started using wood bats in about 2006 and so I went through a couple of different bat companies that I went there. So you actually have access to bats where we're kind of going, well, I can get Lewis to a slugger and they're going to last a game or two. And then they start doing the research into other bats there. <laughs> There's a ton of bat companies here that make awesome bats.
2: Yeah. I, uh, I, I mean, whatever feels balanced. I like a balanced bat. So, I mean, I, I got a few, got, I, I forgot the name. I have a couple of sluggers that I found at like a yard sale that were perfect for the, for what I'm doing. And, you know, I, I go to Reds Fest, and you know, on the last day, they mark down like all these player professional bats, and for a good price, and I'll, I'll grab a few there. So, you know, it, anything that just feels comfortable, I'm I'm good with.
0: So you see, you went to, you you go to Reds Fest. You're a uh, uh, guess you're a Reds fan, being from Cincinnati.
2: Right. Yeah, I go to Reds Fest.
0: Do you have any uh, particular memories uh, of the Reds growing up that stick out in your mind? A favorite ball game or? Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: I I was uh, I was five when they won the World Series in 90. Uh, My parents went to that, but I I remember that watching it on TV. Um, Probably the most recent game was uh, the game where Jay Bruce uh, hit the walk off against the Astros to clinch. I think it was 2010. I was Mm -hmm. I was at that game. That was just the atmosphere was crazy and just I don't know. I never seen anything like that in a long time here. So that was probably one of my favorite games to go to.
1: Do you have a favorite Reds player then?
2: Reds player, oh, yeah, Barry Larkin. Uh, you know, growing up, love King Griffey Jr. He's obviously my, you know, favorite player growing up of all the baseball. Um, Todd Frazier, recently liked him a lot. I mean, Eric Davis, I can go on. I like a lot of Reds players. So, but yeah, Barry Larkin for sure. How good do you think
1: Eric Davis would have been if he never got hurt?
2: Um, shoot, man! I mean, he was on track to be <laughs> pretty damn good. I mean, he was—you know—he had all the tools. He was fast. He could hit for home runs, and I mean, he was—he was legit. He definitely would have been—you uh, know he might have been knocking at the Hall of Fame there. You never
1: know. Yeah, I think so too. I think he, I, I liked watching Eric Davis play. I, I think all those uh, astroturf uh, stadiums killed everyone's knees in those in the eighties. Absolutely, turf toe and all that. It was. You know, I, I, you know, you admire Barry Larky
2: even more, you know, I know he had a rough, you know, he probably could have won more gold gloves with Ozzy Smith, you know, but I mean also just playing every day on that turf. I just, it's unreal what he did.
1: So I was asking so you obviously mentioned your high school varsity coach there. So when I grew up in, in Seattle, we played on turf for our practice field. Obviously games were on grass. I was curious how it worked for you. Do you guys have a turf field or do you guys play on grass? Oh no, we we play on grass. We're trying to get a turf field. And I know like because our seasons are in are,
2: are in March or whatever in April and it's super wet, cold, snowing. And uh yeah, we still have grass. We we occasionally go to the football field because it's turf to practice on, you know, to stay sharp. But no, we have we have all grass. <laughs>
1: That's why you're not missing much, like I said, other than like you know, uh, uh, getting the true hop on there. But yeah, it was john John's never played on turf, and so we had a discussion about this. Was it last night or two nights ago? And so we were just trying, yeah, I think just last night, actually, yeah, last night, and we were just trying to describe that there. So knowing that you were a coach, I was actually curious because Northwest is wet all always, so if you didn't have a turf infield, you just weren't gonna get green in. So, yeah,
2: i What stinks about our field is the training tiles don't drain the field very well. So if it rains, it's over for us anyway. But I mean, yeah, turf I just practicing on it. I, I like it. I mean, like you said, it gives us a good bounce. Like you can, you know, you're probably gonna get a sure hop, other than you know, our grass field, you never know what kind of hop you'll get. But yeah, it's it's something we need here in Cincinnati too, when when it during this season baseball season it's it's cold and wet it's crazy
0: you should, you should feel the ground ball in Glasgow, Scotland um, our infield has so many bobbles and, and weird uh, hops it's incredible and the yeah. council here only cuts like around the infield so like you'll have like the foul foul area and like the outfield will be like cut but they always leave the diamond as if they think oh we better leave this <laughs> for them like to play in and it's like my god you should do it I mean the other way around would be fine but <laughs> Jason I'm sure you've you've seen some horrible hops over the years at the Glasgow field
1: well Glasgow and just the UK in general so just so you get- <laughs>
0: yeah to be fair yeah
1: um, <laughs> having a pitcher's mound is a luxury like a lot, of, a lot of places don't actually have a pitcher's mound you know so um, yeah. and if you're lucky if you can find an old cricket field um, to play on because it's at least flat like we played one year yeah on an old rugby ground and they just tear up the ground. So again, like you just don't know where the ball is going to go. Um, but actually it reminds me You say that. So one guy was playing third base and he dove for a ball and it took a funny hop <coughs> and it hit him in the jaw and it broke his jaw and locked his jaw. So he couldn't actually speak. Oh my goodness. Yeah. They're down. <laughs> Cause our feel,
2: I just, third base man, it has the, probably one of the nastiest lips there just because of how the kids like drag it and, and it's, I mean, it's bad. So it's like, you know, you make me upset. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. Just go play third base and I'll go hit you some fun. Go see how that works out
1: for you. You know? Well, no, that, like I said, at least you have a proper field. Like I said, yeah. A lot <laughs> yeah, of that, yeah it's... Proper.
2: I mean, honestly, though, we, it's nice. It's, it's actually a stadium. So for inner city, like Cincinnati, it's like, it's, it's got the, the walls. It's, it's, it's a nice, beautiful stadium with lights. I'm not going to hate on it too much, but
1: it's 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 nice definitely for sure no cool john you got another question there are we gonna jump into the art or um no us
0: let's talk about uh, let's talk about steve's art Right.
1: so uh you're obviously you're you're a teacher you're you're a uh, varsity baseball coach where do you find the time for your art and how did you get started
2: uh find the time for my art i guess i don't know just uh on the weekends and stuff like that uh i got started when i was younger you know drawing baseball players baseball cards and um eventually I, I discovered i had a kind of a talent um i didn't i didn't really utilize it till probably my college the college years uh i went to school and then uh decided to major in it and uh take some art classes and and uh, develop it into, into what i'm doing right now um one of my favorite artists you know was a C. F. Payne, Chris Payne, uh, illustrator, he's from Cincinnati, and uh, I don't know if you guys have seen his work, but he's phenomenal, and um, there's a lot of good artists around here in Cincinnati that does sports stuff, and they're they're inspiring, so, you know, I just continue to practice, you know, in my sketchbook, just little stuff, I try to do a drawing a day, to just keep sharp, you know, because it's
1: something I'm passionate about. So you, you mentioned your sketchbook. I actually saw your post earlier today, and you had uh, Miss Jojo comment saying that she was too afraid to because to, you're doing it day in, day out, and you're doing this a job, and she was worried that she'd screw hers up. So, is it that complicated?
2: No, I don't think of it that way. I mean, to be honest, I feel sketchbooks are supposed to be ugly. You know, they're they're kind of like you're you're teaching. You know, you're teaching yourself what to do and certain things. So, um, I just you know, I just. Don't think about it. You know, you try to do your best on it, and you know if it comes out good, and hey, you did something. If not, then you go on to the next one. You know, you try,
1: you're trying to get better at it. Well, do you have your sketch for candy Yeah, I got it right here. Yeah, well, why don't you show a couple of pictures? Because so, so yeah, I've been following uh is it Josie Tellier for a while. I'm, it's French Canadian, so I'm always afraid to pronounce yeah. it completely horrible. <laughs> I just, if I say Miss Jojo, everyone knows who Miss Jojo is. So.
2: Right? No. So yeah, I mean, I don't. Here's the most recent one I just did. Um, cool, Papa Bell here. Yeah, it's, I saw that you work on that
1: one. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's yeah, cool. and then uh, oh, here I got. So I tried. I do a Reds countdown. So I start. I don't know. Like that's what I was trying to do before all the everything shut down. So I was trying to draw a few players here. Like I got Bartolo Colon. I did that one. Big nice. Um, <laughs> you know the Michael Jordan documentary, ESPN, or whatever. I did something. You know Jordan, kind of a nice. Yeah. So, like I said, it's just a technique that I've been learning, and then I've been just continuing to develop it. You know, Brandon Phillips. There's another favorite of mine. dude, That's cool. So, here's a few paintings in the background of Rose.
0: The iconic slide. The
2: iconic headfirst slide. Yep, classic.
0: So, anytime that Pete Rose comes up, we have to ask, uh, where do you stand on Pete Rose to the Hall of Fame? You might be a little biased, uh, obviously, with that caveat. Where do you stand
2: on that? I mean, to me, he's a Hall of Famer, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, the guy's got... You know, four thousand something hits, and he played forever. I mean, he's and he just played every position, and I mean, he's to me a Hall of Famer and, a, and you know, world champion. So, I mean, I know he's he's got his issues with everything, but I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel Major League. I think he's done his time, you know, for what he did, and uh, I think they should put him in at least before he passes away, because I know he wants to do that. So
0: for me, sorry. You said that uh, for, for, for me fundamentally you shouldn't go in however baseball seems to pick and choose right. virtue um, and there's a lot of things that have happened in baseball that baseball seems to be quite happy to overlook um, yeah. in recent times as well as before um, mm-hmm. so it's it's harder for me to say with all that considered that you just shouldn't go in as a player, and looking at his stats, he's the all-time he's the all-time hit king, and will continue to be for a very, very long time. He right. was a multi time world champion, like you say. Um, Charlie Hustle was his nickname for a reason. You know, he played the game 100 right. every every day. Right. He's a Hall of Fame player, maybe not a Hall of Fame person, but there's a lot of Hall yeah. of Famers who weren't. So,
2: it's- that was gonna. A great comment. Hall of Fame player, not a Hall of Fame person. I totally agree. I mean, I feel if he came clean with what he did, you know, I feel that this wouldn't be an issue but, I mean, he kind of, you know, he did what he did and, you know, but as a player, like you said, for sure, Hall of Famer, without a doubt. Yeah, he's,
0: he's like an Alex Rodriguez character where he's yeah, he's eminently talented and messes up and it's, he gets his, he gets his, he gets in his own way all the time. It's like every time that he has maybe a chance to like, yeah. come back, he gets in his own way and, and just won't Stay kind of straight and narrow long enough to get what he—he's obviously that's what he wants. He's made that public knowledge that he wants to be in the Hall of Fame before he dies.
2: Right.
0: He, he needs to—he needs to face what he's done. Yeah. And then—and then they can start to have that conversation instead of like he's kind of approaching it from the opposite way, and it's—it's right. it's not likely to happen that way. Um, but like I say, considering a lot of the things that Major League Baseball's pulled in in particular in the last year or two. Um, He's not. He's you know. He's not betting on betting on games. Isn't any worse than stealing a
2: World Series, for instance.
0: Yeah. Years ago, you know, it's like.
2: I I mean, I I mean, I know the steroid era, whatever, and the the, the stealing of you know cheating or whatever. I mean, I'm to the point. It's like I, you know, I don't know. I don't I I don't know. But you you can gamble on
1: baseball games now. You like you said. You're there. yeah, I mean... Gambling now. They ever they take adverts from gambling companies on there, so... Yeah, I, it's... It, to me, like I said, he's done his time, so,
2: you yeah. know, move on from him. I mean, he's in the Reds Hall of Fame, so... Which, he, you know, that was a big thing here in Cincy, so...
1: So, when they have the Reds Hall of Fame day, and all that, I know Pete has to ask for special permission to go to those games, how big of a day is that?
2: That, um... I've been to a few. That one was that was huge. That was a huge day. I mean, the bobbleheads, you know, he spoke and the city was going crazy. They, you know, they made had a statue, you know, made for him, him sliding head first pretty much that pose right there. And I'm loving it that was, picture, actually. It's amazing. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> yeah, they gave him a Key to the City pretty you know,
1: It was pretty it was a pretty big day. It was a good game. It was it was a fun day. So it's funny you mentioned Key to the City. So uh how how many people ask you about jerry springer since he was the mayor
2: yeah he was, yeah, I, yeah. He was, he was the one. actually he yeah. was the mayor of cincinnati yeah he was mayor of cincinnati <laughs> i remember him being on uh channel five news he was a news anchor too when i was younger so i remember on that and then he did his show what, thing
1: what age
0: is
2: jerry springer
1: old yeah, oh, yeah. jesus.
0: <laughs>
1: jesus he's like he was old when i was a kid I think he yeah, was here since day, then he had his show and that's how it went from there so oh he okay. was
2: a news anchor he was a news anchor for like one of the local stations and then yeah he, then he got a show
1: ah. that was, That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you mentioned the key to the city and then it just ring a bell I was like yeah Jerry Springer was mayor yeah. oh yeah Jerry Springer yeah <laughs> <laughs> cool so um we'll go ahead and ask you about what you're doing for the Negro League Hall of Fame and what you're doing there but I'm curious so does Cincinnati have a very rich Negro league history? Did, when you were looking at players or did you kind of find players that you were naturally drawn to and go that way? Um, I kind of found players
2: I was naturally drawn to. I know like there was the Cleveland Buckeyes, but that was pretty far up in Ohio. Um, you know, I just, I kind of, I like to, when I do my art, I kind of like to look online for pretty de- decent references to, to use for my artwork and uh, I, I'm personally into these the the players nicknames you know I, I think that's pretty cool to see some of these nicknames I know like uh for instance like uh I think his it I wrote it down his last name was Plunk and his, and his I mean I'm sorry his first name is it a Bill Drake yeah Bill Drake his nickname was Plunk right I thought be, yeah Plunk, like sweet he's like 6'10 and huge and the fact that your nickname's Plunk, I, I would never want to get in a box with you, you know? <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, so, That's not what to hear here when your pitcher's name's Plunk. You right,
2: know? I, I don't know, Yeah, I was just, I don't know. The nicknames, I, I've been looking at those and seeing references, and then I'll just go from there and just start working on it.
1: Cool. Was there any other nicknames that uh, stuck out with you, or was that just the one that you automatically went, all right, uh, learn more about this guy?
2: Yeah, well, for sure. Um, because
1: what we've been finding is when we talked to the artists, they you have a, a vague reference of Negro League, uh, usually from um, Ken Burns' documentary. And then uh, they're like, okay, well, I've done my research. And they said the research part of things has been the more fascinating thing. And then obviously to be able to take a picture and turn it into you know art.
2: Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I like the smoke. T- I like the pictures. I mean, it's just the smoke. You just can tell these guys could, you know, they were... They were feared when they go to the mound. The fact your name is Smokey Joe, you know, Plonk, Bill Plonk there, you know. Um, there's a few others. I just don't have them off the top of my head right now, but, you know, Cool Papa Bell, you know, that's I, I think that's just a, <laughs> a
1: live you know nickname. Yeah, the nicknames teams are obviously really cool. I was say I'm not going to lie, I was, but it was just interesting. It's become this recurring thing when talking to everybody. They're going, oh, like, I didn't know much i've done the research and it was, i found the research really fascinating there and it's just like I, I but i gotta get my art out in time for the fundraiser so it's been this catch right.
2: yeah without a doubt you know i try to try to read a little about them and then uh you know try to you know develop something there and hopefully i can capture their likeness and, and move forward with it
1: so what is it you produced for the fundraiser
2: uh right now i've
1: i've I've done a lot here uh i got at least uh
2: shoot everything what i'm trying to do is just these these sketches out of my sketchbook because uh you know i i feel that they're obviously they're originals um i try to make them a fair you know price and then then donate the money obviously to the to the museum but i got at least uh at least 12 of them 12 to 15 I, i try to do at least two a day or so so.
1: And you're finding the time being a new dad to do two a day, huh? Yup, yup, (laughs) yup. So, John didn't catch that part of the conversation, so John's a fairly new dad, but, uh, so you guys probably have that same issue, so, but John's got probably more sleep than (laughs) yours.
2: Yeah, I just got, I mean, he's two now, so he's just, he's a bundle of energy, just, you know, one to play. I, I love it, though. So, does he already have a glove and a bat? Oh, yeah, he's been, uh, He's been swinging that bat. He loves the bat. I think he's left-handed too. So, you know, got to have a batter and thrower. You know.
1: So he's going to be a lefty pitcher, huh? Yeah, without a doubt. That's what I want.
0: <laughs> you know that I'll get to cheer him on, putting the home runs out of the porch at Yankee Stadium one day.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. The short porch. <laughs> like any park, is just got to be a lefty with the short porch. Mm. Especially yeah. in America.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Cool. John, do you want to ask your question and then we can get to cards here? Yeah, sure. Um, so,
0: Steve, we like to finish up our interviews each night with uh, the same question. Uh, that question would be, as an American and as an artist and as a baseball fan, what do the Negro Leagues mean to you and uh, how did you come to be involved with the project?
2: So, uh, Tad reached out to me on Instagram and uh, what it means to me, I, I just I feel like these guys, these players need to you know, the recognition they need, you know, these guys just, you know, I don't think they get the recognition that they deserve. You know, these guys were actually, you know, they've been through a lot, you know, they went through a lot and they're they're reading their bios and hearing from, you know, hall of famers, how talented these guys were. And, you know, they should be, you know, they should be broadcast just like any other players. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm happy to be able to, to just, you know, learn, develop my you know, use my art to hopefully capture, you know, their likenesses and uh, you know, raise some money here so this museum can continue to move forward to to, to teach um uh, you know baseball fans or anybody about these players.
1: Have you had the chance to go to the museum yet? No, I I was in Kansas
2: City. Um uh, it was, it was real quick because I, I, I like to – I'm trying to see all the baseball stadiums. So I was in Kansas City um, to see the Royals play, and uh, we kind of – we were only there for a little bit, but everybody was telling me about it. I had some barbecue, and then I shot out to, to back to St. Louis to check out that stadium. So I want to get back there one
1: day. I definitely want to see it and, and check it out. So uh, I'm going to ask you another question on this. So how many stadiums have you been to? And when you go there, do you keep score or do you have drawing –
2: no, I I, I, could, I, kind of collect the lapel pins. I've been to, what's, what's the 30 stadiums? I've been, I don't know, I can't. I, I know I'm missing Colorado, I'm missing Seattle. Because
1: um, that's really close for you, you know, it's just right on the corner, right? <laughs> I, I've been to most of the West
2: Coast, like I've been to all the West Coast there, like Arizona, all the California teams. I just need Seattle, Miami, I need a lot of Midwest, Minnesota, Milwaukee. And then uh, Houston and, and the new Texas Stadium. That's about kind of where I'm at with the in Toronto, Toronto.
1: I I went to uh, Wrigley for my 40th, but uh, Milwaukee's only an hour and a half north. And so we actually flew in and caught a Milwaukee game like straight from the plane, and then drove back to Chicago after it was done.
2: Yeah, everybody says go up to yeah Chicago and then take the train up there. You
1: know, I I have a buddy that lives up there.
2: I need to get up there one day because I I've, I've been talking about it because it's pretty it's reasonably close. It's funny you say about a Wrigley. I think a couple of years ago, um, the Reds Museum reached out to me and I did a. Uh, um, a painting for him of tom browning when he was sitting on the rooftop it was the anniversary right so that was pretty cool to do for them and that that happened actually on my wedding anniversary when he did that so it's like july oh. 7th they uh they offered me to go up there to to wrigley that day but i guess like i don't think i can it's my anniversary so <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be fair like i said like uh, i know what you mean like i'm having my 15th anniversary on on friday and i'm like. I'm kind of podcasting that night <laughs> she's just like oh, thanks
2: that's <laughs> my wife she was nice she's like yeah you can go up there and then, like it was super expensive like i wasn't gonna you know i had to pay my way and i was like no i'll just, I'll just stay down here i don't want to be in the middle the house it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so to be fair. <laughs> we, we have two wedding anniversaries so we got a blessing in scotland which you consider our wedding day but then we actually went to las vegas and got married 10 days later so oh wow yeah so because there's two foreigners in scotland you have to get a visa to get married and they have to get another visa to actually properly get married so wow. we were, we we're just like of to, we are just gonna go to vegas and get married in vegas and and yeah so so I was
2: say, and, you could get married quick in vegas yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it didn't take much my wife was crapping herself <laughs> because we literally went in to get the, the wedding license it like all right you're good like we don't need anything else It took like five minutes you know it was like here's the money here's your name like she made up a social security number because they asked for that and she's like i don't know what it was i made one up It's like that i didn't care that's awesome oh cool so if you've been to all the stadiums you have one that one of your favorite ones what was that you have a favorite stadium that you've been to favorite stadium um so i like i like dodger
2: stadium a lot I, i i didn't think i would but that place is pretty, pretty impressive there. I like Dodger Stadium. And then Pittsburgh's pretty good, too.
1: Yeah, that's come up a few times now. Everyone says P&G Park's actually really good. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's an nice
2: atmosphere. You can see the skyline there, and it's it's a nice place to watch a baseball game. But I, I think Dodger Stadium, I think that took the cake. I mean, I was, when I went there, I was like, you know, I was, I don't know, I think what the coolest thing, I think they were playing Milwaukee that day, and uh, I guess they do, like, a themed Dodger dog. So, like, they had this cheese curd Dodger dog thing. And I was like, I'm going to get this. And it, was pretty, it was pretty good. And then we were sitting out <laughs> in the left field there and in the sky. It was,
1: I mean, L.A., it was pretty nice out there. It was pretty sweet to watch a game. Cool. I mean, I'm quite jealous. I've, I've been to Dodger Stadium, but there wasn't a game on because it was December. And, uh, yeah, so I can only imagine how much fun it would have been doing one of the yeah. actual games there. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. I mean, yeah, it was pretty good. Cool. And then we'll, we'll we'll give you we'll let you plug your social media and your website here. But we got one more question for you. So okay. So, DH, where do you stand? Is it going to be in the, in the NL or not? Uh, yeah, I think it's here to stay. I mean,
2: these pitchers can't even bunt anymore. So why why are we just wasting our time? <laughs> 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 me and my me and my buddy talking about it all the time because he's like a small ball guy. He's like the Reds need to bunt. They need to bunt and all this bunting this and Half <laughs> these guys can't even bunt anymore. they I mean, what are you mm-hmm. talking about bunting?
0: Because yeah they don't really have to, they don't have to hit
2: minor leagues in
0: and all that, do they? It's all everything's DH these days from pretty much the kind of all the levels up except the major leagues. It's got the DH role as far as I'm aware.
1: Right.
2: At this yeah. Point, I, so. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the DH. I mean, it's, it's fine with me. I mean, it's just, it's just kind of how we're baseball when I, I, you know, you, I do get a thrill obviously when a pitcher hits a home run, you know, I, you know, who doesn't love that? And, uh, you know if, if, if i mean we're not seeing the guys like greg maddox and tom glavin and john smoltz handling a bat anymore they're just i just can think of johnny Quator just standing there just taking you know strike okay. one strike two strike three i'm like okay that was that was awesome you know you can yeah,
1: try it. to swing but you know that's where it's at cool all right well why don't you plug your social media here on your website then and we'll open up some cards all
2: right so like my social media for like facebook it's a uh, steve collier cincinnati sports artist uh my Instagram is uh, Stevie twenty three, and then Twitter is uh, Stevie twenty three twenty four.
1: So, great, amazing. So, was so that we we plugged you on the on Facebook right there, so we'll uh, we'll out there? So, hopefully, we'll work our way. Great, thank you. So I've got seven packs of cards. You gotta choose one, and you can see, and we'll talk about the players here. So awesome. I'm a, I'm a junk wax guy, so this is all the junk wax era there. So,
2: it's funny. I I, I accidentally came across one of your, when you were talking about the upper deck ones you were open to 93 like i actually was watching those videos if <laughs> you because i when i was younger i bought a we went to my mom went to value city and, and bought a box of 93 just cards you know and uh i was able to open all those up i got that jeter rookie you're talking about yeah, like a few of them so it's cool that you were opening those up i was like that's pretty cool
1: so. Yeah, it was just something to do, because my buddy's got a card shop uh, up in the north of Scotland there, and he was like, I need a junk era guy, because that's just nothing I know, and I don't know anything about modern, so it worked really well, and I was like, so we bought a card from, like, 1980 to, I think, about 94, mm-hmm. and then next week we started doing that, I was like, that was a lot of fun, so then it's like, okay, well, what's going to be something that might be kind of fun to do, where we could actually pull a decent card that doesn't cost an arm and a leg now, so, so right. That, that's we did the eighty nine donors, and then we did the ninety three. Yeah, that,
2: that ninety three Upper deck. I love that was a good that was a good set. I like that set. Yeah, a
1: I'm lot excited of, about that. I've got, I've got another two boxes on the way, so I'm, I'm gonna nice. what i gonna see what's i there. So.
2: I'll, I'll keep in, I'll I'll watch that. It brings back some memories. I just remember, you know,
1: mom got that box for us, me and my brother, and we just we ripped those packs, a couple packs a night. <laughs> so it's funny you say that because I actually reached out to homage because they were doing that wax packs Wednesday thing. Yeah, oh I like yeah. That. I was like guys like you know I've been doing that like what are you talking about so I sent them a screenshot of everything I posted in the last year where I'm wearing their <laughs> wearing their shirt um, come on they liked it and I was like oh, yeah. I was like you guys know I've done that so they they're, they're going to send me a free shirt cuz I'm a fan but oh, uh, right. I, nice. I was, was kind of like man you're my t-shirt company like where am I supposed to go for cool shirts if you guys aren't going to you know hook right, me they, up. Yeah they got some good I I honestly my whole whole wardrobe is
2: a uh, it's a homage. I love it. I got the the Griffey shirt and a lot of red stuff. Yeah, they are they're they have a
1: shop there. I know that they have a lot in Cleveland.
2: <laughs> it's homage section. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's, yeah there's, they're they're from they're out of Columbus, but uh, there's there's one in Cincinnati. There's a couple in Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, they just take all my money. I <laughs> think. Yeah, they, 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 I'm
2: broke every time I go in there. It's sure. a, <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: like a homage section. He's got a homage to homage in his wardrobe.
2: I honestly, I'm the same way
1: too. I got. I got bunch of teachers.
0: I love it. Uh, yeah, let's let's crack some cards then and uh, and wrap up.
1: Cool. All right, I got eighty-seven tops, eighty-nine donors, nineteen ninety score, ninety-one studio, ninety-two donors, ninety-two pinnacle, and ninety-three studio. We'll go 93 studio. That was oh, right, awesome. I love those cars. I, I think glossy, these-
2: the glossy autograph, and then uh, we had a crazy whatever the back of the cards. I would say some <laughs> hate to face the Reds. So I hate to face the whoever.
1: I, I do. I, I I had I never bought these as a kid. So when I saw, oh, these, I I, I, bought, I
2: bought these a lot. I love Stuart. 93, and 94. I bought a lot of these. Well, I, I need to get some.
0: You it. We were uh, talking to Les Weber of when it was a game uh, before we came on with you, Steve, and uh, we pulled a Fernando Valenzuela card, They just said on the back, Fernando has visited the White House in 1981.
2: (laughs) Great (laughs) fact. Needed to (laughs) know that.
1: Okay, I'm just kind of pulling a few of these out because they're all stuck. I was
2: going to say that gloss, man. I keep them.
1: Yeah, that's the worst part. Yeah, I got my... 2001 Bowman sent over and it was just a brick like that so <laughs> it wasn't very good alright so the first person we got we've got Blackjack, Jack McDowell Jack McDowell yeah I remember that card yeah it's just said uh, that? oh that's right he, he was in a band he, he released a progressive rock album I forgot nice. Blackjack was in a band nice yeah and I think it was out of Dayton
2: right? I'm just messing <laughs> <laughs>
0: Some good music. There's some good music in
1: <laughs> <Huge laughs> Europe. Huge in <laughs> Europe.
2: <laughs>
0: Kim Deal's from Dayton, Ohio. Uh, Kim Deal Pixies and
1: uh Breeders is from Dayton Ohio right, as well. So we got a catcher, Don Slot. Nice his favorite player? Johnny Bench. Wow. Catch yeah, that makes sense. Oh so, yes. He might have been a real estate developer if he <laughs> if he wasn't an athlete.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, like, I remember that. <laughs>
1: Is as it if, as, if
0: like, as if life ends at like 38 when he retires from baseball? Is like, I know I, I could have done that, but you know, I became a baseball player instead. Like, just eight years old, man. <laughs> I
2: think he's a baseball player because he had a good mustache.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Pet peeve was knuckleballers. So he was a catcher. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. All right. So we got Jose Vizcaino. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whoever and Jose. his favorite sports announcer is Vin Scully he liked Tony Fernandez and Ozzie Smith and he might have been a pilot if he wasn't an athlete
0: wow now Jose Vizcarino he played for the Astros I think when I started watching baseball am the right he's played all sorts of places
2: yeah I remember with the Cubs yeah kind of a John Newman type then but they
1: don't give the stats here other than like Um, but we'll know this guy Joe Carter with the Blue Jays. Yeah. So, he golf and basketball and favorite player was Willie Mays and he might have been a truck driver if he hadn't been an athlete. Wow. <laughs> reach for the stars. Reach, reach, reach for the stars, Joe. Go for it. Yeah, that's good.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> so, we got another Jose Esqueda Carter. What? Oh, awesome. God, that's rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Oh, gosh. Uh, oh, oh, we are a Kansas City guy, but he's a Cubs uniform. Willie Wilson. Hey. Oh. So, Hill. No, Willie Wilson. He was the center fielder for the oh. Royals for a long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, his favorite possession is his World Series ring, and he might have been a businessman if he hadn't been
0: <laughs> Okay. What kind of business? These, these ball players, just, what are they like? Just doing, he's just
1: doing business. Just, yeah, just business. Just, just business. <laughs> just business. I, I think Willie couldn't be bothered with this because his pet peeve is eight ball. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's all it says. That's, I'm telling you, these, these cars just right in the back is just entertaining. Like, just all of them. They're just, you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> I did, this is why I like these things. There's are so much fun to read. All right, so we've got Mickey Morandini for the Phillies. Yeah, bowling and basketball his favorite player as a kid was Al Oliver, his most prized possession is Olympic gold medal because he played for the 92 uh, Olympic team oh, Nice. and he would have been a teacher if he hadn't been an athlete there you go Not bad.
2: Yeah. he had a good mullet too <laughs> yeah, the- <laughs> all those Phillies guys had I good mullets in the back, back <laughs>
1: there we'll <laughs> see
0: right. oh, we like the, like the blog for his autobiography, that picture
1: Cool. We've got a Hall of Famer here. We've got the wizard, Ozzy Smith. Yeah, there you go. So his hobby is backgammon, reading, and listening to light jazz. Um, his favorite player as a kid was Roberto Clemente, and he might have been an entertainer. Yes, an entertainer.
2: <laughs> Couldn't talk about all the flips he does.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like You're a pro baseball player. You're an entertainer. Some of these ball players by just... Yeah. Yeah, but this is so you're talking about the nineties where you had kind of Charles Bartley you were saying, you know, I'm, I'm not a role model like that guess. You know, you weren't yeah. you weren't entertaining people back in, in there. So Yeah, you were they were doing their job, I guess. I guess, yeah. So definitely. You know. All right. <laughs> we've got Red Sox Billy Hatcher. Hey, Reds player, nineties team. Yeah. So so he's his uh his uh nephew was my roommate in college. Really? Wow. Yeah. So uh, he, he's like, yeah, do you know who Billy Hatcher is? Like, yeah, of course I know who Billy Hatcher is. He's like, yeah, that's my uncle. I'm like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I think he had retired by that time, so it wasn't any good. But uh, yeah, I think, I think he was
2: hurt. I, mean, he was, yeah, I remember with the Red Sox, but yeah, Ryan Deese,
1: Reds. So he likes hunting and fishing. His favorite player was Roberto Clemente, and he might have been a teacher if he wasn't an athlete. Wow. Oh. At least, least he's was- he a was- truck driver. We need to, yeah. at
0: some point, go through all of these cards that you've got and uh, tally up how many times each player gets named everyone's like favourite one growing up and see who was the most popular among that class of ball players. Because Clemente's got a few now.
1: Yeah, it's kind of that time. So we got Brian Harper of the Twins. His hobbies include weightlifting, basketball, and reading. His favourite player of the kid was Ted Simmons. And his most prized possession is the Bible. Yeah. Huh? It might have been a baseball coach if he hadn't been an athlete. And his pet peeve is smoking. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't remember him. I think he was like a backup catcher for a long time. I I just remember like uh, the mustache and the hair. That's really about it. I mean, that's that's nineties for you right there. <laughs> All right. You know
0: you've you know you've made it when, when people recognize your mustache and hair before they, <laughs> your name
1: your stats. <laughs> <laughs> We, oh, this is a good one all right so we have two more so we had Derek Bell with the Padres that wasn't the oh, yeah. that was doing pretty good there his hobby is fishing his uh favorite key player as a kid was Dwight Gooden his favorite mm-hmm. most prized most prized possession is his World Series ring mm-hmm. but his pet peeve this this is great Kool-Aid without sugar <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. I really really love those uh, Padres uniforms from back then but i mean who, who doesn't have sugar and, and kool-aid i mean <laughs> I don't know.
2: then they had a show wasn't it the anniversary of when the? well i don't know when they played that prank on him i think it was joe carter when they brought his car out or something oh it no was that uh i don't know if you guys seen that or not you know? i am gonna have to go look this up when we finish up yeah they, they, he had like he was he was super weird about his his truck he had and like oh yeah so like i think joe carter so they were like, he's, like I said, he was weird about his truck, so during the game, they brought his truck out as a, like, a they were going to, you know, for a prize, <laughs> give it away for a prize, and then he did losing his mind, like, that's my truck, they're going to give it away for a prize. That's awesome. Team.
1: That's amazing.
0: <laughs> that's Greg Maddox here right there, man.
1: All right. Well, last card here, and then we'll, we'll 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 jump into our next interview. So we got Brett Butler for the Dodgers. Oh, Brett okay. Butler. He likes to do uh, golf and chase his kids. His favorite player as a kid was Willie Mays. And he might have been an actor if it wasn't an athlete. Wow. His Did he ever get a chance to be a cameo in a movie at any point? Or? I'm guessing if he was in L.A., sure, why not? So yeah, Maybe he got to live both his yeah, So, But his pet peeve is laziness. So, Wow. <laughs> okay. That was a good one. Steve, thanks so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. We can keep going on, and we'll definitely have to open some more cards with you again soon. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That was fun. Thank you, guys. <laughs> no thanks worries. so much for coming on, Steve.
0: It's been a pleasure yeah. meeting to you and speaking with you this evening. Uh, enjoy yeah. the rest of your day, and uh, all the best with the fundraiser and your items. Right.
2: Thank you very much, guys. It was fun. Thank you. No problem. I'll thanks, see you man. later.